Who's your daddy? Boom! We are off with another episode of Booze Your Daddy, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Snyder, here with nobody. Zach is in Disney living out all his Disney princess dreams, and we don't have a show this week. Ah, but we do. Last year, I was doing a bunch of interviews and stuff when I was still in the city. I thought it would be fun to bring you one of those. Technically, it's a baseball podcast, although if you know me, I'm talking about anything and everything, so even for the non-sports fan, it's still enjoyable. Hope you guys like it. Enjoy all my errors. I know it's National Bohemian, not Natural Bohemian. The podcast is even better because as an Orioles fan, the Orioles are currently having a historically bad run. Tonight, they're going for 19 in a row, 20 in a row, losses, not wins. Some things never change. Enjoy the interview. Four, it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Welcome back, baseball family. We are so excited to bring you another one of our interviews. We have a guest today. Alan Snyder is with us. He's in the house. Alan, how are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me on the show. He's an O's fan. He's wearing his Orioles oh, t-shirt. Oh, baby. I got my <laughs> Orioles shirt on. I got my Orioles hat on with my yeah. two, 2012 postseason stamp on it. Doesn't even say wild card or winner. Just says postseason. <laughs> just keep it. Just try to keep it as close as possible. So we're going to kick this off with uh, what we do every time. We're going to do our rundown, and we're going to see if Alan gets caught in the rundown. And then uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll jump back into more conversation. So, Alan, first question we ask everybody on the show, what is your quest? What is my quest? My quest is to make the world a better place, one laugh at a time, one smile. I told you I am a doctor of physical therapy. I know I'm a doctor, surprisingly, with a stash and everything. But honestly, this world has problems. I don't care what side of the wall you're on, what you're doing. I try to live every day to the fullest. You know, one of those not a glass half empty. Make people smile. Help people in this world. If we all paid it forward just a little bit more, the world would be a better place. Nice. I like yeah. that. Awesome. That's a great quest. So, Alan, what is your favorite color? Oh, my God. Lime green. Oh, don't get me started. I don't know if you can see my I'm not a gamer by any stretch, but watching the video, you can see I have this lime green chair. If I showed you like if I took the computer in the other room, and you saw my my place. There's a lot of lime green. It is silly. My tennis shoes. I have shirts. I have my works up. I made my whole business plan around the color lime green. Amazing. <laughs> you know, got me this far. I picked up on that listening to your podcast, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, next question, if you could have any piece of baseball memorabilia, what would it be? I would have the 2021 World Series Baltimore Orioles trophy. That's what I would want. <laughs> now, I mean, I can, I'm just saying, like, something that hasn't happened in a while, something that hasn't happened in my lifetime for baseball Ooh. trivia, I'm not one of those guys with, like, signatures or autographs. When I meet a person that's famous a lot of times i'll just kind of like say what's up tell him i'm a fan i'm not a that type of a memorabilia type of guy like i have a uh, i'm from baltimore so i have like a ravens helmet like it's not signed by anybody it's fine i have jerseys and stuff i would want something in the future i work in healthcare. i don't ever want to work for the orioles but if there was like a world <laughs> series ring or something like that i would want to earn it though i would not want to buy it i'm not a buy sports memorabilia type of guy that's my own personal craziness no that's awesome that's good 
Maybe you never had anybody with. answer in the future, though. That's unique. <laughs> That's original, but it's also <laughs> yeah. not real. So maybe I should have said like 2027 or something. Something in my <laughs> lifetime would have been preferred. You don't have to be realistic with hopes and dreams, Alan. Come on. Wait, seven years is not realistic for any team? <laughs> no, it is. I'm saying you don't have to be realistic. Well, clearly be not if I want the Orioles to win the World Series, you know. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the Orioles, let's let's stick with the Orioles for a minute. If they were a drink, what would they be? Oh, so being from Baltimore, this is an easy one because we have a signature drink there. It's called an Orange Crush. It's essentially orange juice. There's vodka. I think they put some orange soda in it, maybe some Sprite, and then you could even make it into something called a Whipped Crush, where you add whipped cream flavored vodka or something. So like that's one of our signature drinks. <laughs> What would they be? They'd be, we actually have a signature beer, which is something I wanted to share with you guys is because if you go to Baltimore, to the stadium, to the city, the signature beer is something called Natty Bow. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. Natural Bohemian beer is the signature beer of the Baltimore town. And I picked one up the last time I was home because it's pretty cheesy here. Mr. Bow is on the can. Natural <laughs> Bohemian. Now, it's football season, so this is obviously Ravens colors. It says take it to the house because Natural Bohemian beer, which is absolute terrible, terrible beer. You get like a 24-pack for $12.99 is brewed in Wisconsin. So why is it a Baltimore beer? I have no idea. But at the stadium, there's always a guy walking around who's like, Natty Bow, who wants a Natty Bow? And you drink it because that's what you do, but it's absolute swill. It's terrible. I'll be drinking that for the show. <laughs> I'm glad you saved it for this. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If that's you could funny. design your own baseball scented candle, what would it be the aroma I know it'd be lime green, but what would the aroma be? <laughs> well, that would mess with me. I couldn't have a lime green <laughs> color and then have it completely not match. Ah, but as, yes. as far as the scent goes, when it you're talking about baseball, there's nothing better than the smell of a new glove. I know that's I'm sure you've definitely heard that one on the show before. That's not going to be original because you don't want it to be the scent of like new cleats or a jock strap or something. But <laughs> a new baseball, I guess, has a, more of a smell, but there is nothing like a new glove. I've played my whole life. That the oil, the smell of that leather. I mean, I'm definitely that person who's in the field and you know, you know, I've been and then I'll smell it. It's actually, yeah, I, that's probably a cliche answer, but it's like the old debate between what's better, the sound of the crack of the glove or the crack of the ball on the bat, and you can go yeah. back and forth, but there's no yeah. other right answer when it comes to baseball. The smell of the glove is by far the best. It really is. Like Every time, every year I get my glove out, the first thing I do is smell it. It's the very first thing mm -hmm. I do. I love it. And I used to, every time I was running out of the field, stick my face in it just to smell it. Even like mm -hmm. as a catcher, I'd stick it straight over my mask and just get a big old whiff. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, that's a great answer. That's that, that is these, a great that's, answer. Let me rephrase. That's the correct answer. At a baseball stadium, I don't know if there's any more smells I want to have. <laughs> there's a lot of options. Not all of them are great. It's true. Nice. <laughs> all right, what's one thing on your baseball bucket list? My so like every dude in this world, I do a baseball trip with my guys. It's uh, it's the Jewish law firm of Snyder, Goldstein, Rosenberg, and Friedman. Uh, none of us are actual lawyers, but if I told you that those were the four people on a baseball trip, you'd be like, which law firm sponsored this? So we do a trip around and we've been to many of the stadiums, some old, some new. And the plan for the last four years was Tokyo 2020. And we have been talking about doing that. And obviously, 
before it didn't happen, two of the guys bailed on the trips because their wives didn't want to go. And I was like, well, who cares about them? <laughs> so as, it's funny because as we started looking into baseball Olympics, it got real tricky with costs, with getting tickets. Somebody said, you know what would be actually cooler? Why don't we just go do a Japanese baseball stadium tour? And I was like, I will see the Hiroshima Carp any day of the week. That sounds like it would be way more fun, actually, because we haven't been to spring training, but we can do that. We haven't been to some of the stadiums, but we can do that. I think Japanese Baseball League would be like the once in a lifetime. Like, I'm not going to go do it a second time. So I, that is probably my bucket list. That is something that has to happen before I kick the bucket. Yes. Wow, nice. that's terrific. Uh, what is the name of your autobiography? My autobiography would be like, what would you just say? You know, <laughs> you know, with like a question, an exclamation, a question. I, I really like that punctuation, completely incorrect, because I kind of live my life in that zone of like a question. No, no, no. He meant to say that. But did he? You know, I, I have to be professional with what I do. And I am always smiles. I've been in like one fist fight my whole life when I was 10. I'm always about love. I'm always about smiles. But the shock value is really high up there for me, too. And I am that guy who just always I say what I'm thinking as long as it's good intentions. I'm never trying to hurt somebody, although I may some say something that is offensive. Of course, 2020, you got to be real careful what you say. And sometimes I put my foot in my mouth. But that's kind of one of those things where I'm with my friends and, you know, I snap people's heads very frequently. And I'm the guy who's jovial. And, you know, in the sport, I played sports my whole life. And I'm not always the best player on the team. But as long as you're good enough and you bring something to the table as far as making it more fun for other people, you'll always have friends. You'll always have something to do. And I've never really thought that out loud. But yeah, what what you just say? Yeah, I like that. That's good. That's good. That's I, good. I like that. All right, Alan, I've got to know, what's wrong with Joe Buck? I actually don't hate Joe Buck as much as some people. Uh, I get it. I get it. Like, he grew up. Here's the thing. What is wrong with him? I was really getting annoyed at what was his hair last year or the teeth or did he do facial hair? You know, but that man works hard. I get it. He grew up where it was gifted to him. He had the dad. He The dad had the voice. The dad is one of the most famous people to ever call a game. He was just given everything. But that man works hard. That man is very good at what he does. I could do with less football stuff where he's the Cowboys. And I want to know what his real voice sounds like, because, you know, there's no way he goes home to his wife and he's like, what's for dinner tonight, honey? Like, there's no <laughs> way he talks to her. You know, I'm a big fan of the UFC. And, you know, Bruce Buffer calls the UFC and is like, it's time. I, he has his own podcast. He sounds nothing like that. Not even close to it. His voice is actually pretty raspy. Bob Costas, I bet you he is that way all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. You know, Bob Costas sounds like he does. And, you know, I'll ever have a place in my heart with his pink eye situation of 2010 <laughs> or whenever that was. That yeah, was great. 12, yeah. But as far as Joe Buck goes, he's doing it, man. And I really do appreciate how hard that man works. I don't have a lot of problems with him because there's not many other sports announcers that I would be like, I would rather see that person calling every Cowboys game with Troy Aikman. Like, I think he does a good job. I really do. Brad, what is your problem with Joe Buck? I don't have a problem with Joe Buck. I'm doing an investigation to find out what people do have a problem with Joe Buck. <laughs> oh, it, it's just, it's jealousy. It's, it's absolutely jealousy. <laughs> it has to be. And, That's the only conclusion I came to. Yeah, and like, look, you guys have a podcast. People don't realize how hard it is to talk, to keep the game going. You know, who was that guy, the, the, the guy who got fired this past year, the Cincinnati guy or... He was calling oh, the Kansas yeah. City game. Yeah. To his oh, credit, yeah. that guy didn't miss a beat. 
He was apologizing. <laughs> I am so sorry. And it's a long fly ball. That is hard to do. That's a really yeah. hard thing to do. Calling a baseball game, especially being the play-by-play. Um, same thing. Like, what, what's the baseball show with Hank Azaria? I don't know. If I was you guys just going to say it's a very bar- oh, very Brockmire Brock moment. Meyer. Yeah. That yeah. that opening scene. <laughs> while that is the funniest thing that's ever been done in the history of anything. Do you know how hard that is to do where you're telling this story and painting a picture and spilling your heart out? I mean, Brock Meyer, God bless. I didn't. I thought the rest of the show went downhill, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that first, first episode is life changing. Oh yeah, that God. first five minutes is the very first, was the very best part of the series. I've I was, watched I was that crying, over and over again. Crying, it's so funny. Oh, so- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kept waiting for another moment like that, but it never came. No, I gave up after the first season. I couldn't do it. But, yeah. All right, so this age-old question for us. What's your go-to fourth-inning snack? I, you know, I'm a sucker as far as the uh, wherever I'm at, whatever stadium I'm at. Like, I'm not a big snack guy. To be honest, I'm usually drinking my calories. But if I'm going to get <laughs> get a snack or a food, I'm that sucker, who, especially nowadays with, with smartphones. You can just Google the signature food of, of the stadium is, and I'm, like, going to go get – whatever they offer at that stadium, just because you're there YOLO. Uh, do we still say YOLO? I guess we still say YOLO. We do. We're saying it now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, look, I've been out to Seattle before. I've been to, I guess it was, it was Safeco at the time. I had an Ichiro. Why not? I, you know, you're there. Yeah. I'm not going to be back there any other time. Why not? So if I'm going to have a snack, eh, I guess. In Baltimore, around Camden Yards, which I don't know if you guys have been to, there is a million people outside selling a million different things, and you can bring it all into the stadium. You show up with a $20 bill and a shopping bag, and you just fill it up with peanuts <laughs> and anything you want, just no glass. And I guess I'll go with the like peanuts if I'm doing a stadium that I've been to a million times and I can bring it there. I guess I'm a sunflower seed guy too, but if I'm at a stadium or somewhere I've never been, I'm going to opt for whatever the stupid thing they're offering that's overpriced. Like I've had a Dodger <laughs> dog. It was horrible, but I did it. Yeah. You yeah, got to do it. That's, that's like right. what, that uh, on the vein of the Dodger dog. That's like what Jerry Seinfeld says. He's like the line between sucks and great is so thin. It's like the dog, the dog <laughs> is overcooked. It's been boiling for hours. The The bun is stale. Did it suck? But it wasn't great. Yeah, it was great. You know, so I've been to, so it. I've been actually, Dodger Stadium twice at the second time my friends who had never been were like we're getting Dodger dogs I was like I'm getting pizza I already suffered that thing one time That's been awesome. there done that alright our last question for this rundown what is the square root of Chris Davis god overpaid however much that is the square wait wait uh, wait. do I have a chance of doing K Chris Davis or are we talking about crush Chris Davis like my guy your guy Chris your Davis guy. the C I- the square root, whatever he was taking that was helping him. I don't know. That was, <laughs> oh, that guy is like built for quadruple A baseball. And then he started <laughs> taking something. And then he was in fuego for two years in a three-year span because there was that middle year where nothing happened. But it was great, man. It was, oh, my God. I would give my firstborn for seven more Chris Davises in 2014. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he got popped for Adderall, and I was like, I was defending him. I was like, the dude's got ADD. Give it, like, give it to him. And then it turns out that not really that it was helping him. So I was like, oh yeah, no. But I totally yeah. get what you're saying with the 4A baseball. I was I'm a I was a big Mike Zunino fan when he was in Seattle. He is a 4A All Star, but he can't make it the bigs, and that's what Chris Davis has turned into. We still had those years though, and oh my God, they were great. I, I don't know your guys' history as much but just for us i mean 
I'm sure we'll get into it, but the joy that I had for those couple of years and I guess we didn't really even talk about it, but I live in New York City. Like, I'm on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. I go to more Yankee games than anything else, and to go to Yankee Stadium and to just celebrate Oriole home runs is like nothing else. I mean, it, it's beautiful. <laughs> 27 World Series. Yeah. Guess what? Home run. How you doing? Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> Say hi to your mother. I got thinking as, we, as we we're inviting Alan on the podcast, I was like, you know what? I'm a Mariners fan. A perennial basement dweller, terrible team. Alan is a fan of the Orioles, as we've already established. Very familiar lifestyle, right? Yeah, I I would actually go as far as to say that ours has been a little rougher or more rough. Again, I don't really know your history as like, I just feel like you guys have been in contention every so often. And you've had a couple Hall of Famers come through, at least in my lifetime. And correct Mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong. Do you still hold the record for most wins in a season or did that get passed? We do. Yeah. For now, until the Cubs or the Dodgers come around. And that's within our lifetimes. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like that is something that, you know what? It didn't happen, but that is great do you know that the orioles won a world series a month before i was born oh God. A, a month before i was born oh, and most of my life has been this torturous thing i mean if you want to really put the icing on the cake is we also had a team called the baltimore ravens that moved out of baltimore in the middle of the night three months after i was born i personally feel responsible for baltimore sports history like sorry guys yeah. it happened <laughs> It's, it's just one of those things where, look, this is a baseball show and we're talking baseball. But as somebody that is born and raised in Baltimore, I've won two Super Bowls as a Baltimore Ravens fan. I've won a Stanley Cup as a Washington Capitals fan. And my freshman year at the University of Maryland, we won March Madness. I would trade all four of those championships for the Orioles to get to the World Series, even if they got swept. <laughs> I would gladly trade those four things because that is my team. And I don't care what you say. Every year, we were in first place for the first game sometimes, and maybe even for the second game. And I just want that to actually carry through and get somewhere. I hear every single word that you just said. I'm a Seahawks fan. Like, your your lime lime green chair actually speaks to me for that reason. I respect that. I think it's awesome. But, uh, but yeah, no, I would trade the Seahawks Super Bowl for the Mariners just getting to the World Series. Okay. Just Are you going to root for the there. Kraken I, when yeah. they come, too, or no? I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm in Phoenix now. I'm trying to decide if I want to stick with everything Northwest and go with the Kraken or if I should stay local as far as, like, because I haven't really been right. a hockey fan. You know, I'm, I might go with the Coyotes, but I just, I just don't know. I might have a better chance for uh, being a crack. You can't take a team because you, you care fan. about them. I just know for me, like, I love the Capitals because they played in Maryland. Now, I've had this conversation where somebody yeah. said, if Baltimore proper got a hockey team, I said, wouldn't care less. That's not my team. But I'm a, a Caps yeah. fan. So you kind of have the option right now of, of picking. But Yeah, and that. That's the thing. That's I've been waiting to, to kind of figure it out. I don't know. The Kraken, that's a sweet, sweet moniker, and they have an awesome logo. It's pretty great. Too. Like, Brig and I chose a KBO team this season just because that was the only baseball we had at the time. Mm-hmm. I chose the Dinos because of the moniker. I feel like Kraken's I kind mean, of the same way. I, you said you listen to my podcast where I talk a lot about craft beer. I pick craft yeah. beer based on the, the labels these days. like The, the, the colorful labels. The, yeah. the colorful <laughs> labels are pretty much how you pick certain things these days, and I need to crack yeah. one right now, and I, I told you I got something special for today's show. The Orioles don't have a specific beer, but I was home for the holidays, and I went to a craft beer place, and they had this thing called Birdhouse Pale Ale. And I was like, yeah, oh, I'm getting that for this baseball show. Does this have anything yes. to do with the Orioles? Absolutely not. But does it have Orioles? Does it say birds on it? Does it have orange and black? Absolutely. <laughs> Release the crack, and cheers to you guys. Thanks for having me on the show. 
Dilly dilly, my friend. Dilly dilly. That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Where's your bang? But we have. I'm actually out of bangs right now. I'm drinking a Diet Dew tonight. Uh, oh, at least Diet going, Dew. Going lightweight. Wow, going lightweight wow. tonight. Here's but. the thing, guys. For me, my birthday, which just passed, happy birthday, Alan. Thank you. Was happy birthday, happy birthday Alan. November 25th. And the only thing I ever wanted for my birthday was taking your friends to the stadium. All my friends had it. Kids with like June birthdays is you get like five or six people together. You go to the Orioles. You sit upstairs. Who cares? Pick a giveaway day. The Orioles don't play in October usually, let alone a game ever in November. I just wanted something like that to celebrate so much. I sound so pathetic right now. Like, oh, my God, this poor kid. He's going to kill himself because the Orioles are nerfing good. <laughs> the truth is, is like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bro. Like, I never understood the term bro. It's basically somebody who says bro or does whatever. But for me, I love baseball. Baseball is the most beautiful sport. I watch more sports than I feel comfortable telling you guys about, including Ultimate Fighting, which I mentioned. But the truth is, is it's a guy who throws it and the guy who swings the bat. And if that's what you're watching, you're not watching the game because so many more things are, are happening. You know, when I meet somebody who doesn't know baseball and I'm telling them about, I'm like, watch where the catcher is putting his glove, watch where the ball goes. And immediately they're like, oh, so there's more that's happening. I'm like, there is. Football, hockey, basketball, they are what they are. Baseball is the hardest sport to win. And anybody, maybe we'll just throw out a hypothetical of Ken Griffey Jr. You can't buy a World Series. It is a team sport and is very hard to do. I think baseball is the best sport. It's harder to follow because there's 162 games other than this year. Football, you get hot for a couple of weeks and, you know, bing, bang, boom. Russ Wilson wins another Super Bowl, right? Yep. Yep. So I'm counting on. Absolutely. But no, as, as far as we were talking about, though, with you can't buy a World Series. I mean, if that was the case, the Mariners would have won four in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, you you had you had Junior, you had Edgar, you had Randy Johnson, and Jay Buhner as your supporting as your fourth supporting player. Like they would have won at least four World Series, and I have no doubt about that. Instead, you've got the Orioles who actually what went to the ALCS in '97. Yeah, it was back to back. Yeah, twice. So, and and I think I feel like that's another team who's who's not ever going to buy a World Series. And on the other hand, you've got Brig, whose team every year is attempting to buy. A World Series, am I yep, right? And it still isn't working. But it doesn't so matter. They just buy keep spending one. money. It doesn't <laughs> so, matter. Yeah. They're going to do what they're going to do. There's so many things that have yep. to happen. And it's so beautiful that when you look at the team salaries every year, and you can just go to the bottom. I mean, Kansas City, Tampa, Miami, they compete. Not every year. Before the season no. starts, you can make a list, right? You know it's going to be Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Cubs, Phillies, you think. It, but you know what? You think. You, you think. <laughs> my, yeah. my best friend's a Philly guy, and I don't even think they made the playoffs this year, which was befuddling. But it's no, like right. baseball, it's not guaranteed. And there's so many things that have to go into it. And I think it's one of the harder ones to win. It really is. I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, it is the it, hardest one to win. That's amazing. Yeah, and that is what makes it the best sport. I think you're totally right on that, and it's fantastic. Every It doesn't matter who your team is. You can go in every year with hope, even though you know, being the fan of a small market team or a historically bad team, you don't really – you know you're not going to get to the top, but you have a chance to. And you don't know if, like you said, something happens to somebody and you, and you, get, you get hot when you need to. Maybe you get hot in July, August. You know, you make that run and you – you're in contention in September. That's all you need. That's all you need to be in contention in September. It's amazing. Yeah, we'll see. Love I it. mean, if they're going to keep doing eight teams every year, it's going to happen. But uh, you guys probably know better than me. But the teams that made it to the final four this year, I mean, there wasn't an eight seed that snuck in there, right? Weren't they all pretty much the top seeds anyway? Uh, uh, the final four. I mean, you had the Astros who were under 500. Yeah. But it was not yeah, bottom the of the barrel, though. The... It was some middle seeds, but not not bottom of the barrel. Right. Like eight seed never made it up. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I think the final four. It was. I mean, it was the Dodgers and Braves. I think they were one two yep. in the NL. Mm-hmm. And then you had the Rays and the yeah, and the Astros, and that was one eight. But the Astros. I mean, they're let's be real. They're not really. Wait, an they eight were the eight seed. seed. Yeah, they they got in. They were like what twenty one or twenty nine. I thought 31? they were seven. Were they were they eight? 32? They were the only AL team under five hundred. So okay. They had to. Have been yeah, eight. you're right. right. You're. Oh no, no, they technically weren't because they were the second place team in the west that's why they got it right so yeah no they you're right they weren't no. they were like the sixth seed they were just by yeah by the rule but, but in a short season I, I don't think I it would look at them as i think it was just because teams. of the 2020 shortened season i think if that was if you expanded you can't you can't do that and also everything yeah. coming into this season yeah. was not the way it should have gone down and i don't want to get into that but like it was a different year for the astros if it would have been any other team maybe you could make a little exception mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think they got off. That's what I was gonna say. I think they got off to a soft, uh, like a really slow start, and that's why it was right. the way it was with them. Yeah. That yeah, I, I didn't treat them like an under five hundred team, though, just because yeah. they're who I they don't are. Think you can good team, really good yeah. team, cheaters, but good team. <laughs> so, yes. What do you think it is that the Orioles need to do to, I guess, take take this? He I wanted guess, to the say the next, step, the next but step, but he was winning. like, they're not know. even on that step. Yeah, I know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not on the first step <laughs> to get to the first step of winning. Do you think? What do you think is holding them back? Is it? I don't even know how big the Baltimore market is. I have no clue. Like I've never been to that part of the. Country. Oh, you're you're missing out. Best so, one of the best stadiums, my, my man. You got to get out there. Yeah, we got to go. It's on it's the beautiful. list for sure. I know Camden is like one of the best stadiums to go to. It's been on my list since I was like six. Yeah. As far as your question, but, like, here's the thing. The Orioles are about eh, five years away from being five years away. You know, <laughs> you know, coming into today's this podcast with you guys, you know, I was looking back at the teams pretty much going all the way back. And, you know, the shirt I'm wearing here, this is a retro Eddie Murray shirt. You know, and this was yeah. the last awesome. good decision the Orioles really ever made, in my opinion, as far as signings and firings. The Orioles finished in DFL dead last in, I think, 88, 87. They lost 100 games back then. And they had Eddie Murray, who I think either was close to winning the MVP or something of that effect. And they traded him away. They got rid of him that season. And when they came up to the owner and their coach or the manager at the time, they said, why did you get rid of our best player? And the guy said, if we lost 100 games with him, we can lose 100 games without him. And it's a great line. And there's so much truth to that. And Coming into thinking about the so many years have gone by and between the Orioles drafting, which has been horrendous of all because what do we need? Pitchers. Go look at our, our draft. It's been pitchers for days. I can name the Chris Tillmans and Brian Mattises and Gaussmans and it's just Adam Lowen just miss after miss after miss. And don't get me wrong. They hit it nice with Manny Machado, even Brian Roberts for a little bit. But their drafting has been horrendous. Baseball, it's not as guaranteed as some of the other sports. So I can't fault that too much the signings that they've made over the years that have set them back from albert bell which was that massive contract that just set him back for four or five years i kind of compared a lot to football where if you draft a quarterback with your first pick and it it's a miss you're looking at like three to four years of just rebuilding i mean you're just going to be set back the same thing kind of happens in baseball with bad contracts and the Yankees with Giancarlo, you can recover from that because it's a bigger market. But the Orioles aren't, aren't, aren't the top guy. If they're going right. to be giving Marty Cordova, they gave a huge contract to. We mentioned Chris Davis, they gave a huge contract to. I think they still have Mark Trumbo on the books this year. Like It's just stuff that you're like, what are you doing? And then mm, the last yeah. couple of years, these signings they made in which they signed Alex Cobb. To, I think like a two-year, $28 million contract. And I remember texting a buddy going, why are we giving him $14 million? Like, to do what? To eat innings? Like, who cares at this point? I am one of those people who I don't ever want to lose a game close. If we're going to lose a game, lose by a lot. 
what's the difference? Rebuild. Me too. Make better signings. Start over. What we need to do is get a new owner, get new general managers, and rebuild. And unfortunately, our owner's not selling because he's one of those owners who's in it for the profit, not for the winning. And when he dies, he's going to leave it to his son, Peter Angelos, who we all call Angelou's, which is all we ever do. Who's your daddy, the podcast? Hope you guys like that. Something different. We're coming back live next week. I'm sure Zach will have tons of things to talk about. Rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. Hope you had fun. Daddy loves you. We out. We out.